best show. Begin now. Hello and welcome to NXT, the next best show, episode 26. Um, it's been a little bit of a quiet week in the sports world, but we still are here. We've still got stuff to talk about. Um, I'm your host, Tom Romberg. I'm joined, as always, over in Illinois by Xavier Sanchez. Xavier, how are you? I am doing well, doing well. This week has been devoted, trying to get trying to get some schoolwork done. It has been easy, but it's crunch time, less than yeah. three weeks or something. Definitely. Um, uh, you got a shout-out this week, Xavier? Yeah, my shout-out this week goes to um, former White Sox pitcher, former Twin Pirates, probably a million other teams, Francisco Lariano. Uh, this past week marked his 10th anniversary of his no-hitter that he pitched while as a member of the Twins versus the White Sox. A young Xavier was in attendance for this game. Um it was one nothing. It was a one nothing win. It was might have been the boringest game. I don't. I think it took me to the seventh or eighth inning to realize that there was a no hitter even going. So congrats on his tenth year anniversary of one of the most boring no hitters that ever existed. It's almost practically forgotten. And uh, and over in Wisconsin, we got Nick Richter. Nick, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, less of a shout out, more reminder. Again, Astros are cheaters. Um, I actually have another shout out too. Shout out to uh, Don Shula passed away. Um, that guy was like the epitome of winning. So uh, he was 90 years old, lived a good life, but uh, too bad that he passed away. Yeah, rest yep. in peace. Rest in peace. I, I, a quick note on that. I saw so. He he's uh he coached or I think he played in a game in which George Hallis was coaching. George Hallis coached the first season of the NFL in 1920, and Bill Belichick also coached against Don Shula, and Bill Belichick's still in it. So it's crazy how that guy spent it like the. I forget the, how it worked, the word I'm looking for, but how it connects to all those guys from the whole history of the NFL. Pretty cool. Yep. And um, as always, Tom, I'm in I'm in uh, Dubuque, but in Iowa. I sometimes forget which city I'm in because I'm switching so often. In Iowa, though, um, my shout-out this week, um, it's National Teacher Day. My mom's a teacher. Nick's mom is a teacher. So mm-hmm. ha- shout-out to all the teachers in our lives. We've been students our whole lives. Shout out to our parents that teach us and like Nick and his moms who are actual teachers as well. So shout out to all of them. Um, Not and we'll get job. into the show now. <laughs> into the show, we've got we got a few things to talk about. Um, we're going to start off. Let's just jump right into the KBO, um, Korean Baseball League, that uh, has been playing games and officially ESPN has earned the right to uh, air six games a week, I think it is, um, on ESPN of that. So technically, guys, baseball is back. We have sports on TV again. Um, there's no fans in the stadium. No one really knows any of the teams or players because we've never watched this league before. But you know what? It's baseball. 
Um, Xavier, I saw you you were watching one of the games. How how's it going so far? What are you thinking of it? Um, so I watched it last night, the first game that aired on ESPN. Um, it was it was a tough because right away there was already rain a rain delay, and these guys on maybe a one day's notice uh, in Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez had to just make up, like just babble on until the game picked up. And they don't have, they have a, like notes for the game, but it's, they ha- they're not that familiar with it. And to speak yeah. for like 20 ish minutes, luckily during the segment, they brought on Eric Thames, who's played in that league, dominated, even, earned himself an honor of being an honorary citizen of Korea. So he filled the gap and ta- taught the crowd a little bit about what it's like to play in the league. Um, for people that aren't familiar, it's we shouldn't say it's worse baseball. Baseball is baseball. If you, if you enjoy the sport, you're going to enjoy watching the game. But you do have to take things with a grain of salt. Um, Eric Thames hit like 380 and had like 150 RBIs and in here he bats like 240 and still smashes the ball but but it's a good league for the fundamentals great contact hitters you're not going to see so many home runs but what was funny right as they said that there was a home run like the very next pitch so that was pretty exciting um it's weird because there's an audience they besides the two broadcasters from ESPN there's an audio clip that gets played of like fans getting excited or like the gasp and awes of a crowd when a ball goes fall or looks like it could be a home run so that's kind of like weird because there's no one in the stadium but overall that's... first night i gotta give them some credit it it was it was enjoyable i think that's gonna be one of the weirdest things about playing in empty arenas is when they pump in the fake crowd noise because Everything I've read it says that pretty much every league that is going to go without fans, which should be every league for a while, is going to be using fake crowd noise. So that's definitely going to be something to get used to, I think. Yeah. It'll seeing an empty, really uncomfortable at first. Yeah. No. Um, sure. Some of the others that will be broadcasting these games, as I mentioned, Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez, as well as, I'm going to butcher his name. John Schiabi, he's, uh, I forget how to say it, but he's pretty popular. Jessica Mendoza and Kyle Peterson uh, with Ravitch and Perez doing three games to start things off. So, yeah, I mean, um, obviously it's not going to be the MLB. You're not going to have the, the same fandom, the same players, but you know what? If you enjoy the, the sport of baseball, we've got baseball on ESPN again. Um, yep. I think that's that's. But the catch is you got to be up. Depending we're in Central Time, you're gonna have to be up at midnight to four o'clock to watch these games. So if you're willing to stay up, which I I've seen an uptick of people on social media that late, so I think we can all just I I thought about it last night. I'm like, I should just reset my schedule now and live on around the kbl yeah (laughs) i like that idea that's how badly he needs sports he's willing to reschedule i'm looking at the the kbo teams right now and i think i've picked my favorite 
The KT Wiz. KT the Wiz. The Wiz. And, and one Xavier, thing, you like the you like the dinos, right? Yeah, I, I'm backing the dinos. You know, as uh, we like to stay. In, uh, the biz says you can't pick a team, but it's the KBO. I I'm not doing work in Korea right now, so that's my team. <laughs> Those are some sharp jerseys, great mascot. Uh, I'm rooting for them down the stretch here. I'm looking. Another I'm looking thing. at the teams right now because I I gotta pick a, a team too, and I can't pick either of the teams that you guys just chose. Honestly, I'm stuck right now. I'm between two teams. Um, the Kiwoom Heroes or the Hyundai Unicorns. I think I'm going with the Hyundai yeah. Unicorns. I think that's the, gonna the be unicorns my team. Is, yeah, the Unicorns is gonna be my uh my second option. Yeah, that's definitely the team I'm rooting for now. Um, last last year. Too exciting. You missed out last year. Uh, the Kiwoom Heroes had uh, the leader in home runs and RBIs. Uh, Bai Young Ho Park, he was uh, he had 33 bombs, and then uh, former White Sox Jerry Sands led the league with 113 RBIs. But he's no longer here. He now plays in China, so maybe they won't be as good this year. Um. But, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. I. I I think most people who like baseball could potentially get interested. It depends on if you want to be up that late. But as we said, it's something uh, people are, who are involved in the league, as well as uh, producing the the content, the shows, and stuff on what you see on social media. I think they're going to work hard to make it as enjoyable as possible. Yeah, um, and I mean it's a step in the right direction. We get some sports back. Um, at least this can tide us over until um, the sports leagues in, in the United States kind of figure out how they're going to operate, and hopefully we see that soon. Um, moving into, uh, there was a little bit of NFL news this weekend. Um, Andy Dalton signed with the Dallas Cowboys to back up Dak Prescott. Um, so there was a lot of talk earlier in the like earlier in the offseason about possibly the Patriots trying to sign Andy Dalton. Um, now that obviously isn't happening. Uh, what do you guys think of Andy Dalton being a backup for Dak Prescott down in Dallas? I guess as far as my thought is, he's, uh, it's hard to say because he's played on such a bad team year after year after year. I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback and I would gladly take him as my backup. He has a, a lot of years started. He has a lot of experience. So, I mean, if Dak goes down, you have a capable backup that, would be a starter on I think a couple like a couple other teams in the league so who who knows I the the one thing that I would be a little bit scared about is does he know how to like function outside of uh Cincinnati because he's been there like he's been there entire entire time I mean I would definitely say he's the best backup in the NFL like uh, I don't know that many teams have a backup quarterback as good as Andy Dalton. Um, I mean, so I think that's Jameis, but <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. Seems, seems like he can see now. That was a half. That was a half big, joke. <laughs> that's gonna be a big improvement now that he uh, can see. Um, yeah. So I think I think 
it's a good move for the Cowboys, I guess. Uh, not that they like, I mean, they did actually desperately need a backup. I don't know that they needed to go get Andy Dalton to be the backup, but uh, they've never had good backups, I don't think. So that's at least a positive for them. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's a good, I think it's a good signing. I think Andy Dalton, he's not terrible. He's had his moments here and there. He's even, I think, had a couple of playoff appearances, if I'm correct. But uh, I know if, if I was Dak Prescott, I'd be somewhat mad. Obviously, he's done. He's put up. He's done okay, like pretty great. Eights, could be better, but he's expecting a payday, and now it just might be put put on hold. And if he doesn't perform this season, and Dalton starts to take over, that could really hurt his future in Dallas and uh, his pocketbook as well. Definitely. Um, I don't know if there was any other NFL news this week. It was, it was uh, sort of a quiet week. Yeah, I got, I got two quick things here. Um, t- just today, Frank Gore coming on for his 16th season. He's going to sign with the Jets. Uh, the last couple seasons, he actually hasn't been a full-time starter, but... In his various roles, he's been able to put up some solid numbers. At one point, I think he averaged like five and a half yards per carry. And at his age, that is unheard of. And you always hear how running backs aren't last. And he's been producing pretty pretty good numbers for most of his career. Yeah, for a yeah. long time. He has an incredible longevity because there's a lot, there's plenty of other running backs that have come and gone through the league, and he just continues to stay. It's it's pretty incredible. He'll be, if there is a season, obviously everything's in the air, but at the start of the season, he'll be 37. He turns uh, 37 next week on May 14th. So it should be exciting. This is now yeah. his 15th. Most of his glory years were with uh, San Francisco, but still has produced everywhere he's went. Um, so, so I'm excited for him as a member uh, of the Canes football family, Miami, Florida. Another note is uh, Green Bay. Brett Favre is in a little bit of trouble. He, uh, I think. It's the, I think it's the, I'm going to get this wrong. It's either Georgia or Mississippi. He took $1.1 million in money in which it's welfare money that was supposed to go to him for speaking at these events. And he never spoke at these events, but claimed all that money. And I, if, if I counted on a welfare system, I'd be mad because all those people that that could have gone to just lost out on so many resources that would have helped them so much and i don't think brett Favre needs that money is there more of a brett Favre move than this it's i don't think so it's horrible as much as he's so great on the football field some of his off the field he just has question marks everywhere between sending sending pictures he shouldn't be sending to reporters and yeah there's other allegations out there and then now this just not a great guy off the off the field 
But he does love those premium denim jeans. Premium denim <laughs> jeans. You can always count on uh, those Wrangler commercials with them. Well, I don't want to sewer the brand, but okay. <laughs> <Sure>. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Too late. Uh, yeah, so a little bit of, of football news going on. I think the uh, – I mean, the Andy Dalton thing is obviously big, but the uh, Frank Gore signing again – he his career just might never end like I think Mm -hmm. for the way that teams use him now like as just like a heavy back to to get a couple yards I think he could go for the rest of his career like his career could extend for a long time just like having him come in and and like run people over as far as the NFL Hall of Fame goes I don't like know a ton about it is he gonna get in um yeah I I would assume like he is his, I, I how many yards he has at. is so insane that I feel like he has to. Okay. I'm going to pull this up really fast, but I think he's top five in um, rushing yards of all time. Because um, that's just a, that's a lot of seasons to, to play to not get yeah, in. Yeah, so right now Frank Gore is third on the all-time rushing yards leaderboard. He is behind Walter Payton and Emmett Smith. Right now, Frank Gore's at a little over 15,000, and Walter Payton has uh, just under 17,000. So I don't know if he'll ever pass. He would need a couple of years to pass those numbers. But uh, at third, there's no doubt he is a Hall of Famer, I think, because of this top list of rushing leaders... I pretty much like the top 15 or 16. The only two that aren't Hall of Famers is him and Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson's still active, so you got to give it to him. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's just had like his career has just been so long and so incredible in just the terms of like how many the teams that he's been on, how good those teams have been. Um, I feel like he's just done so much that at this point, he's got to be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're looking for a guy to, uh, as a role model, I think he is it. He's, I've never heard, um, uh, Miami gets the stereotype as being, uh, obviously convicts and troublemakers, but he's never fallen down that path. He's been a model teammate everywhere he's gone. And this is a guy who, when he was in high school and caught academics weren't easy for the guy, and he's spent the time working for uh, both in the class and on the field, not only to help him but uh, his his family as well. He at one point he he had a really sick mother who he was helping uh, in between classes, so definitely someone people should be rooting for. Yeah. For sure. Um, a little bit of basketball news. Xavier mentioned this uh, to us before the show. Steve Ballmer, owner of the Clippers, um, bought the Forum in L.A. Um, it's formerly where the Lakers played, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, so he bought – Steve Ballmer uh, purchased the Forum for $400 million. Um, is the plan that the Clippers are going to turn that into their, their new stadium? Because right now uh, both teams share the Staples Center, but – I guess I'm assuming he's not buying this big of a uh, an arena and not planning on making it their home. 
personally, I haven't dug into the comments but, um, made by him, but from my understanding, when you put out $400 million to buy a stadium, I think you're looking to make that their new home. Yeah. It is going to be a little weird. I don't know if the plan is keep the forum or level it and make a new stadium, but it would be somewhat sad if that is the case to get rid of the forum just because it's such a in a way pretty historic uh yeah stadium uh, what i would what i would imagine people. what i would imagine is that they they keep you know the the history and the structure like everything they can they'll Kinda probably like, renovate the inside ins- renovate something to make it like up to whatever standard they want but i imagine that they won't tear the entire thing down they'll They'll build off of what's there already and just yeah. renovate it and make it kind look, like, you know, like, nice uh, and new. I don't even know it's real on Wrigley Field, but the look and design and shape is pretty much the same. But they've done so many renovations of the the seating, the the walls that I I think only the beams are what's real, like from the beginning, because it's just been rebuilt. Yeah. This whole time, so I'm I'm guessing. That would be the case, just updating the insides. I got some NBA news. Uh, oh, kind of NBA news. Uh, did you guys see the new Space Jam logo? Yeah. Oh, I did. Did you, X? Yeah. What What are you guys' thoughts? Space Jam, a new legacy. Yeah. Um. And the timing of this, considering that uh, Michael, Michael Jordan documentary yeah. is out. So... I guess not really even the the logo, but just like now it's becoming so much more real. I started to think about LeBron James on screen with the Looney Tunes is going to be so like hard to watch. He's such an awkward dude. So like, like when he's in press conferences, he's fine. But when he like tries to act like a cool guy, like his Instagram videos, that stuff is going to be so uncomfortable when you pair it with Space Jam. Like Michael Jordan was just like, a larger-than-life dude, so everything he said was just kind of like, okay, but it's MJ. LeBron, his personality isn't the same, so it's it's just going to be so uncomfortable to watch him, like, talking to Bugs Bunny. Do you guys think we're going to get a Taco Tuesday reference in in this movie? I hope. Uh, Today is Taco Tuesday, Cinco de Mayo, and Uh, coronavirus. So, I mean, it's probably a big day for LeBron. Yeah, actually. All I hope... For Space Jam, that, that's I feel like that's such a hard movie to remake because it's very unique and what it what the concept was. I know uh, we saw a few years back Kevin Durant try to do it with Thunderstruck. I don't know how big he was in the planning of that movie, but that movie was terrible. It must have received the worst ratings possible. It wasn't great, but. I hope it's somewhat good, but LeBron is quite corny, so I, I worry at times. It's going to be uncomfortable. I think best-case scenario, it's extremely uncomfortable and <laughs> mediocre. Worst-case scenario, it's just a terrible flop, and uh, all the all the effort that LeBron has put, in, put into getting this thing going just is for nothing. Well, all the effort that he's put into building up the you know image he has for like being the king like being the best yeah it's gonna be tough to make this movie it don't even compare to mj just like putting 
LeBron in a movie with the Looney Tunes is going to be so tough to watch that, like, his image is just going to be, like, it's just, you're never going to look at him the same way again. Plus, like, are the Looney Tunes, like, in anymore? I In no. the 90s, were they, they were definitely more in than they are yeah. now, so... I mean, I remember, like, when we were little, I would watch, like, those cartoons... Like, yeah. So they were even popular in the mid two thousands, but the best. but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like not really a thing anymore. I do like the logo though. Aesthetically, I like the logo. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible logo. I a new legacies. Come on, man. <laughs> and and the timing of it too with uh, the Jordan documentary. Yeah. I think that was intentional. It's tough to say that the timing isn't isn't you know a little bit too perfect. Yeah, but I don't know. Should be interesting. Should be interesting to see um, how that all plays out. I've got one one more thing in the NBA. Uh, this I can hardly call this NBA news, but I saw uh, Nick Young, Swaggy P, tweeted out this um, this weekend. Uh, he said, "I almost killed Javale McGee just now. What are the odds we almost hit each other driving? I'm ready to cuss someone out in full road rage ro- road rage mode." He rolled down his window. It's Javale. Uh, we just started laughing. I wish he would have hit me. I need some cash. Uh, <laughs> so Nick Nick Young and Javale McGee almost got in a car accident with each other. Uh, and he literally just tweeted out right after. He was like, I was so pissed. I was so mad. And then I tur- it turns out to be Javale. I just started laughing. And then <laughs> he ends it with, I wish he hit. He would have hit me. I need some cash. Because <laughs> Javale <laughs> McGee's rolling in it. He's been on several uh championship teams and swaggy p not quite not quite how you sounded reading that just now it sounded like one of lebron's hashtags where it's yeah just it just on. like runs on sorry i was trying to read it and i i <laughs> i didn't check it before for any swear words so i was like trying to read, read while also looking ahead to see if i needed to yeah. skip any words so it definitely came off poorly there i'm sorry but i wanted to make sure i got that tweet in there because it was it was pretty funny we appreciate that. But, yeah. I guess uh, we can hop right into... Yeah, any... so I think the last dance is kind of the last thing we've got uh, to last talk about dance? today. Five uh, and six episodes this past week. We're already over halfway through. Can't believe it. It kind of hurts. What else am I going to look forward to every Sunday now? Because the other show I was watching is also... Uh, just had its season finale, so running out of things to do. Um, well, so, yeah, we've still got four episodes left, two weekends left of The Last Dance, but I did get a chance to watch The Last Dance this week, this weekend, so um, I guess if you want to start off, just tell us, like, two or three of your favorite moments of the night, um, big things that you enjoyed. Um, I really like the idea. I, I made a post about it. Seeing all, like, I'm pretty familiar with Michael Jordan and just everything about him. And, like, the Gatorade and all the sponsorships. It was, and and seeing all those celebrity videos of people coming into the stadium and watching him. I thought that was really cool to see, like, how iconic the Bulls are wrapped in with the 90s. And I hope one day I can see that. Obviously, if a person lives in another city, they would love to see that be their team. I hope it one day reaches that point again with the Bulls where everyone wants, there's a star player, a star team, the team's winning, people are coming out to the game, sold out everywhere, it's a hot ticket, 
uh, championships every year type of deal. I thought that was really cool. And that whole Be Like Mike thing is really special. I always enjoyed that. There's two versions of the Be Like Mike Gatorade commercial. Both I really enjoy. There's there's the one where he's just strictly playing uh, outside. And then there's the one where it ends with Larry Bird where he's not going to say that. So I think that sounds pretty funny. Uh, another f- funny part of the movie was they touch up a little bit about his gambling, which was good. There's a lot there that I don't think most people know. And it's kind of funny when he was uh, pressed about, uh, does he have a gambling problem? He he says he has a competition problem and he can stop whenever. If if you or I said that to each other or to a friend or a parent, uh, I don't think that would fly. There's no way that would work. Um, like, I think the parents, difference between him and us is he has he has absurd amount money. of money that yeah that he a gambling problem will never catch up with him, where it would easily catch up with basically anybody else in the U.S. or in the yeah. world for that matter. And then it was kind of uh, one last part was um, honestly it was Kobe's part and how that part was sad and hard to see but it was kind of funny hearing michael jordan call him the little lakers boy and how he was mad that he that he was just gonna go that kobe was gonna play so aggressive and that's another thing i thought was pretty cool um how uh hard they went in an all-star game like they were playing competitive basketball and you know it's more just a fun free-for-all yeah. 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 What one of the things I wrote down is one of my favorite parts was the the line when they went into his gambling and he's like, I don't have a gambling problem. I can stop whenever I want. I have a competition problem. And like, that's just so funny because like, if you really think about it though, he d- like he's obsessed with competition. His entire life, like all of basketball, was always just like him competing to be better than everyone else. It just so happens that he like had enough money that he could compete in everything so he would just throw money on all kinds of stuff and so when they were they were kind of like going through all of the ways that he would just like gamble um like by playing golf with people playing cards with people all the time and then they showed a clip of him in like um the security room pregame with one of the security guards and they're tossing a quarter and they're trying to get it to land as close to the wall as they can without it hitting the wall and they're just going back and forth for 20 bucks. It was literally 20 bucks. MJ worth, you know, exponentially more than that. 20 bucks against the security guard. And the security guard wins. And he's like, give me my money. And then as the security guard walks by the camera, he does the Jordan shrug. And it was all over Twitter. The funniest picture that's come out of this whole thing, I think, is just that security guard beating Jordan a bet. Like and then doing the Jordan hair. shrug. Yeah, epic hair. Great, great hair. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that whole, that clip was awesome. And it just like, it showed that MJ like didn't care about how much money was on the, co- on the line. He just wanted to win. Like he, he probably played that game with that security guard every day for like his entire career because he just wanted to get his money back. Like he would keep playing cause he wanted to win 20 bucks and he doesn't care that like 20 bucks means nothing to him. It's a drop in the bucket, but you know what? He wants to compete. And it was like a game just tossing quarters against against a wall but great clip of the jordan shrug against jordan in a quarter toss uh that yeah that was like my favorite part um the other thing that i wanted to mention that i i kind of uh didn't i guess i didn't realize just because this was before 
um, any of us would have been watching. Um, but how good Charles Barkley is, or was, I mean, <laughs> we see him on the, the TNT basketball show, and he's just a goofball, like he and Shaq going at each other. I did not realize how dominant Charles Barkley was yeah. on the floor. Like 30-plus, 10 yeah, He was incredible. Plus and so block. Um, they ended it on the the season that Charles Barkley won MVP over MJ, uh, and then they ended up facing each other in the in the finals. Um, and MJ said, that's fine. Like MJ obviously could have had the MVP every year, just like LeBron now, like you could argue him every year as the MVP. Um, but he said, that's fine. He got the MVP. I'm going to get this. Like he, he was just like, I'll brush that off and I'm going to go beat him like face to face. I think, I think, uh, I mean, they did win that one. That was part of their first three P. Um, I think, but yeah, just MJ, like, He's like, you know what? I don't even care about the MVP. I'm just gonna go beat him in the in the finals, and like, he did it. It's crazy. But I I just never realized how awesome at basketball Charles Barkley was because everything we see of him is just him being a goofball on TV, and you just like that doesn't make me think of a good basketball player at all. Yeah, and you haven't seen it yet, Nick? Uh, no, I haven't. Nope. I've watched like clips, clips. like the clips that are on Twitter, like like the shrug, like the shrug guy, like. That guy was meant for Twitter. Yeah. Um, L.A. Times, Arash, Mark, I think it's Markazi, um, he came out with, like, a, a thread about the movie The Last Dance and what it took to finish it, and it's been, it's pretty interesting. So, as of the start of January of this year, none of it was completed, none of these episodes, they were still working on getting collecting the interviews, piecing things together. Um, on March 16th, so right about the time where we are getting ready to leave school, they only had three done. And so they worked, this is all part of his thread discussion. Uh, the guy who produced it and conducted the interviews and was in charge, he said he can get the 10th one done in mid-May, so that's, they work backwards and seeing how we can set the dates, and then they set them, but what's crazy is their last interview they did for this, that they needed, was John Stockton as late as March 10th. Dang. I also, uh, I almost missed the, the Kobe part because they started off episode was, five right off the bat. Kobe. And he was right only there. They only showed one clip of him in an interview. It was right off the bat. And I like almost missed it. Um, yeah. yeah so a lot of really cool. They were, so they had to rewatch that part. But yeah, it was it was cool. But it was like I almost missed it entirely. But then, yeah, to see Kobe just like showing up. But then he said, like he said, he said, uh, everything you see from me is I got from him. Like he he paid so much respect to MJ as like he says MJ is the greatest because like everything he did was he learned from MJ and like by watching MJ. So, um, he truly so it's just like, so like, cool to see younger players talking about MJ and then like we can also see them go up against each other. Um, it's just I don't know. It's so cool to me. Uh, once again, um, this thing every week has become an, like a national phenomenon. People are tuning in. Uh, they've been averaging five and a half million viewers 
throughout the series, which is quite more than many of their games throughout the season. So the NBA and ESPN are doing quite fine, I would say. But I'm excited. I think next week uh, they're going to talk a little bit more about his, him and his dad, uh, his time leaving for baseball. I hope we we learn, there's been so much speculation about what happened during those two years. Why did he do it? I hope we learn a little bit more and stuff that isn't really out there in the public because everyone's just a lot of people just guess and yeah. like make no, up I, things. And it's a big piece of like I, I I'm not one to pull the LeBron. Michael argument, but that that's a big part of like people going towards MJ and how he can just leave and come back and what if he played those two years he'd be even have even more accolades so I'm I'm interested to see what they say. I'm definitely expecting them to go into it at least give us more details than anyone in the public knows currently because I feel like that's how they've hyped up this entire thing is like it's an inside look that MJ has approved that like you get to see like actually what went on and like you can see how his career played out. I feel like we're going to get some information that at least it might not be everything, but we're going to get a little bit of information, a quote or two that really give us a better idea of what, why he left and you know what, what that whole situation was. But that's definitely something to look forward to for next week. Uh, Sunday night starts at 8 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. So we'll definitely be tuning in for that. Um, Otherwise, there will be more to talk about next week in episode 27. Um, But we don't know what it is yet because sports news has been coming slow. Um, But you know what? We'll be back next week. We'll still have a show. We'll talk about other things if we have to. Um, So thank you all for listening to episode 26 of NXT. We'll see you next week.